You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications, and we are coming to you this week from the United States Department of Agriculture headquarters in Washington, D.C., where the USDA and the Food and Drug Administration uh, Tuesday and Wednesday held a joint public meeting, the official title of which was the use of cell culture technology to develop products derived from livestock and poultry. Here at NCBA, we just call it the big old fake meat hearing. Um, Joining us this week are uh, three guests, um, all of whom uh, were here over the course of the past two days. Jennifer Houston, who is NCBA's president-elect, Kevin Kester, who is NCBA's current president and perhaps future president someday (laughs) of something, Um, Danielle Beck, who is uh, director of government affairs and the fake meat goddess at at NCBA here in D.C. Um, Jennifer, let's start it off with you. Um, You spoke yesterday. This was broken into two days. Um, Yesterday's part was on the food safety aspect. So somebody's got to decide what branch or branches of the government is going to manage these sort of cell-based, lab-produced meat products when they finally come to market Um, from a food safety standpoint, which was yesterday, and Kevin testified today on the marketing, what they can call themselves. So, um, Jennifer, yesterday you talked about why you think that um, the USDA and the FSIS in particular should have jurisdiction over the safety inspections of these products. why do you think that, why, why is that an important thing to, to, to have done by USDA and FSIS? And what, what are your general impressions about how yesterday's part of the hearing went? Well, we'll start off with why that I think, and I think our cattle producers think that FSIS ought to be the agency. It has to do with the continuous daily inspection that our, that our product that we produce safely every day goes, uh, goes under. And they're there every day, they're looking every day, which is very unlike what FDA does. We feel that these new products, if they're going to compete against us in the marketplace, should be held to the same safety and regulatory standards that we have to do. Uh, as far as impressions, from yesterday, it was more of what we don't know uh, than what we do. Lots of uh, hazards and potential hazards were brought up that need to be well thought out, and we think that FSIS is the perfect agency to take that over. Yeah, I got that impression too. And Kevin, let's talk about what you testified on today. Um, there seems to be, you know, as Jennifer said, on the safety side, there's a lot of un- a lot of known unknowns, like we and a lot of unknown unknowns. We don't know a lot of what's going on in these labs. Um, Kevin, you talked today in today's part of the hearing about the labeling and what these products can be called. And, and all of us sort of have a frame of reference on that, whether it comes from soy milk or almond milk or um, somebody even brought up peanut butter today. Is it really a dairy butter product? Um, Kevin, what did you talk about and why? And you testified as well that um, the marketing aspects um, and the labeling aspects should be handled by USDA as well. So um, why do you think that? And, and what was your impression about today's part of the hearing? So we're advocating USDA being in control and have regulatory oversight for labeling and marketing claims. Uh, The good thing is with USDA regulations, uh, products, labels, marketing claims have to be pre-approved before they hit the market and end up on grocery shelves. So uh, FDA does not have that process and you can look at your comments to soy milk, almond milk in the past. For almost 30 years, FDA did nothing about those false marketing images. And so we want to make sure we don't fall into that same trap that the milk industry had. So we're advocating for USDA to be in charge of all the labeling and marketing because we think that's by far the best avenue for us. 
Yeah, and I found it interesting because you did have um, a lot of the so-called, so we call them fake meat companies um, here. And um, even even one of them, Memphis Meat, said, you know, we've stopped using the term clean meat because, you know, of comments we've heard that it could be disparaging to other, um, you know, other parts of the industry. And, and they also said that um, they, they've gone to cell, was it cell-based? Which I don't, they said was unambiguous, but I, I mean, cows are cell-based, I'm cell-based, you're cell-based, every living organism is cell-based. So I don't know if that's ultimately the solution either. Um, but Danielle, why don't you tell us where things stand? You're the, you're the, the legislative and the regulatory expert on this issue. So um, FDA and USDA just had this public hearing where do we stand in the regulatory process? And of course, there's some legislative language up on Capitol Hill that's still out there and possibly we could see action on that in the lame duck. So where do we stand? Where do we go from here, basically? Moving forward, uh, FDA and USDA will be accepting comments jointly until November 26th. NCBA will be uh, submitting formal written comments and will be providing those comments to all of our uh, ex state executives, our affiliates, and our members to use as a template. Uh, we'll also be posting on our website later this week a shorter draft letter for our members to use uh, if they want to just submit a quick comment sometime this week or next. Uh, it is critically important that the federal government hear from U.S. beef producers about the importance of USDA regulation, primary jurisdiction over lab-grown fake meat products. Uh, from a safety perspective and also from a labeling perspective, USDA is the only way to ensure a level playing field for all of our products to compete. And so that's what NCBA is advocating for. We're going to continue fighting uh, you know, from a regulatory perspective, but also on Capitol Hill. There was language in the House Agriculture Appropriations uh, Bill that clarifies lab-grown products fall under the list of amenable species under the Federal Meat Inspection Act. Uh, we are still waiting to see what happens with the appropriations process. There was a continuing resolution passed to fund the government through December 7th. After the election, we anticipate that uh, Capitol Hill will come back and figure out how they're going to fund the government for the rest of the fiscal year. So uh, we hope to see that language maintained or maybe even approved upon. And it's critically important that you tell your members of Congress that they support this language too. All right. Thank you very much, Danielle, Jennifer, Kevin. Thank you very much for your the leadership on this issue. And if anybody missed the hearing, I can't imagine that our producers were not glued to YouTube all the past couple of days. Um, you can check out Jennifer's and Kevin's statements uh, on our Facebook page and on Twitter as well. So um, thank you all very much for joining us. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat real beef. Check us out online at beefusa.org and follow us on Twitter at, at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.